welcome to the TCO Method, the only show focused on helping you massively increase your net operating income. I am Andy McQuaid, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. The last couple episodes, we talked about budgets, planning, insanity. All right, not insanity, but it can feel like it sometimes. What I want to talk about today is a shift back to something that we talked about a couple weeks ago um, that can impact your NOI if you use it right. And we did a couple episodes on who's on your team, how much is your time worth, all that other fun stuff. And this one I want to talk about just because it can increase your NOI because of the people you're going to put on your team. But there's a component missing from a lot of people's planning and execution on this piece of the puzzle that we need to discuss. So there's the saying in real estate that you see every day where your network is your net worth. Yes and no. Your network can be your net worth if your network doesn't suck. Quite frankly. Well, what do you mean? What, my network doesn't suck. I know 6,000 people. Okay, do you really know 6,000 people or do 6,000 people really know you? For one. Because it's not the quantity. It's the quality. And there's another thing I see parroted literally parroted with no actual understanding of the meaning online all the time. And that's, you're going to become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Okay, I believe that. Sure. But it's not necessarily talking about work by itself specifically. Not your business network. It's talking about your personal life. So there's two things I want to talk about today. This whole your network is your net worth and how people don't actually understand what that means, but they parrot it religiously. And the whole you're going to become the five people you spend the most time with because people seem to have a really hard time with understanding exactly what kind of sacrifice that takes to make happen. There's people who will swear that your network is your net worth. But they're really bad at actually doing what it takes to use their network to influence their net worth. There's two things that happen. There's the human tendency, because we're basically machines, we're programmed, right? What we take into our brains and what we absorb through the people we hang out with and what we allow to influence our minds impacts how we think and then it impacts how we perform. There's people with massive networks that say they have hundreds and hundreds of friends that say they have, you know, thousands of, of people in their network, but really it's just an email list or a phone number list. And when they need something that they think someone on that list can help with, they'll call them, but they don't actually do anything for anyone to pay that forward, pay that back. So it's not really your network is your net worth for a lot of these people. A lot of these people look at their network as a resource to take, right? I call them takers. 
There's takers and makers. I call them takers because all they do is take. And there's different times in your life when you're going to be a taker because of things that are going on. And that's okay. This is not a psychology show. What I'm going to say is the network is your net worth people need to actually understand how that network works, how it functions, why they're there. Like, if you're the person who shows up once every, you know, three or four get-togethers, and, you know, you, you trade phone numbers, but you never follow up, you never make any phone calls, you don't send an email saying, hey, it was great meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Where's the incentive for that person to remember you? Like you need that hook after the event because there's probably dozens or hundreds of people at these events and you're shaking hands and kissing babies and meeting a lot of faces and you're not going to remember all of them, but you will remember the ones who take the extra step to reach out. Thanks for the time. I appreciated it. Blah, blah, blah. Now, not trying to tell you how to live your life, but the reality of networking in general, whether you're part of a networking group or you just go to events or regular meetups or whatever, is everybody in that room, everybody, has a reason to be there. Nobody goes to any type of anything involving networking, work functions, you name it without a whiffum. A whiffum is a what's in it for me. Like they can show up and say, oh, I'm just here to add value. But you're not. Because if you were just there to add value and you weren't going to get anything from it, free has no value. So you can't add value if there's no skin in the game for you. You're going because you want to expand your network. You're going because, or they're going, because they want to find people that they can do business with or that they can work with or that they like personally that they can hang out with, right? And we'll get to that later on the, the five people you spend the most time with are going to be who you become and how successful you are. Your network is going to be exactly like a job in corporate America or day-to-day -day life in your neighborhood. There's going to be a couple percent are going to be really high performers. They got it going on and are genuinely there because they see value for themselves and they like to build a two-way relationship where they can give some value to somebody. Then you're going to have the 10 to 15% of the above average performers who are hot and cold but making moves in the right direction. And then you're going to have another maybe 10 or 15% of eh. And then the bottom 50% are there because they're takers. They don't want to do the work. They want somebody to carry them across the finish line. They don't want to learn. They want to know somebody who does something so that they can copy them or get in with them and have them drag them across the finish line. No one is going to drag you across the finish line. No one good. The top performers are there because they realize the work it takes to get there. And they also know how to identify somebody who's a taker. 
and they're just not going to drag you across the finish line. I'm sorry. And that's true in your personal life also. So we're going to rewind back and stop talking about personal stuff and keep this on the networking group for another couple of minutes. If you're going, there's a ton of these masterminds, which, by the way, a mastermind is like four to six people, all peers, all helping each other succeed, sometimes run by somebody who needs that but is good at organizing. So that's a mastermind. If you're in a room with 350 or 400 people or even two dozen people and there's somebody running it, that's a seminar, okay? Or a master class, maybe. But that's the same thing as a seminar with a different name. So let's, let's get that out of the way right away. There, there's no such thing as a, as a mastermind where there's somebody running the show and telling people what to do who's not also participating actively in it and paying the same amount of money into it as everybody else. Those are, those are seminars and coaching and individual people making money. The end. The networking people who go every single time and help run those shows. There's a whole bunch of people out there telling people to go out and start a group, start a get-together, start a meetup. It does take work. It does take effort. You are sort of giving back because you're creating opportunities for people to get together and network. And the whiffum is that you're building your brand, your authority to do that. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. There's a lot of groups out there doing, especially in real estate, God knows half the real estate groups out there are gurus doing a local meetup so that they can sell coaching, which while there is a need for in some cases, and there is value to the $30,000 a year coaching, $40,000 a year coaching programs, the reality of it is that most of the people, and I'm not kidding when I say most, it's like 93% of the people who go through those programs never get to the point where they're successful in the things they're taking the program for. You need to be good when you're doing networking at being present, not just looking out for yourself, right? Don't just look out for number one. But you need to be making genuine connections with people that are doing something that you want to do. Being in networking groups for as long as I have, I see people come and go. It's like January comes, they made their New Year's resolutions. They're going to get out and do all these cool things and do all this stuff, kind of like dieting. And then they realize it's actually hard work to make your networking pay off. It's even harder when all you are is a taker. And they don't get value out of it. Well, here's the, here's the trick to networking, everybody. You get out of it what you put into it. So if you give and you network genuinely and you, you're, you're trying to build your brand, you're trying to find potential prospects, but you're also helping other people, right? There's a, there's a whiffum for you. And then there's a, a give for other people, either by sharing education, sharing experience, sharing stories, introducing people that you know to other people you think could be useful in their network helping to run the show if you're into volunteering and, and helping to run an organization 
Those are all things that can help you with that. But you can't be the, the, the one-person show and just be a taker, right? There's got to be two ways. Well, if I start my own group, then I'm not a taker. Well, you kind of are because it's your group, right? I guess one thing to start a nonprofit with a board of directors and a bunch of officers and have them run the organization and everybody volunteers their time versus this is the Tommy show and everybody's going to show up and hang out with Tommy because Tommy's awesome and he's got, you know, all this stuff going on and it's great. And I want to hang out with the, the five people that are going to make me more successful. No one's going to make you more successful. You have to do that. You get out what you put in. Transitioning over to the sacrifice I alluded to in your five people you spend the most time with being who you become. There's truth to it, but it's not what you think. The most successful people out there constantly, consistently, across all of them, will tell you that the hardest thing about being successful is that you have to leave people behind. There are people in your life that you can love, that you can care about, that you can want to spend time with genuinely. But when you take an objective look at it, again, from 10,000 feet, be neutral, take it apart and look at it, you need to do it objectively, meaning no emotional color, no reminiscing on times past. When you look at the people you're hanging out with, in your personal life, not just in your networking events, but who you're spending your time with. What their attitudes are, what their beliefs are, what their work ethic is, how they treat their families, how they treat their friends, how they treat themselves. You have to look at it without any, oh, that's just Bob, and Bob's just like that. Or, Ah, uh, Susie, Susie's okay. She's just a little confused sometimes, and it's, it's fine. You, the human being listening to this right now, are a machine. Humans can be programmed. Yes, we're individuals. Yes, we all have our own experiences. Those experiences shape our decision-making process and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into the psychology of it. But needless to say, you are just like a computer. You are garbage in, garbage out. Surround yourself with garbage, and you will be garbage. Your product that you produce will be garbage. Surround yourself with people who excel and are high performers. You will do that as well. Now, the problem comes in with when people can't separate the garbage from the success. You can't drag people across the finish line. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean you're beholden because of your past relationship to also make them successful. You need to worry about the things that drive you, that give you fulfillment, that make you whole. And I'm not saying not to help people who are less fortunate. I'm not saying not to to spend time occasionally with people who need your counsel and need your ear that you grew up with, that want to hear from you, that respect your opinion. But you cannot change someone 
who doesn't want to make the effort to change themselves. You cannot pull people with you into success. People have to work for it and earn it on their own. And if you're listening to this, and you believe that that's the only way capitalism exists, and the only way things work, nepotism and rich people dragging who they want up the chain with them. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But for the vast majority of entrepreneurs and small business owners, that is not the case. They scrimped and saved and sacrificed and made their decisions based on how they're going to operate and do things down the road because they had some drive, some passion, some fire that determined how their life was going to play out. And they had the grit to stick with it when times got tough. The average small business owner holds within four years of opening their business. By year seven, it's like 70%. And by 10 years, it's like 90%. Again, there's some in your business versus on your business. There's not being able to identify and build a good team. There's vetting issues. There's planning issues. There's all sorts of stuff. Because typically, your entrepreneur, your small business owner, is doing what they do because they're good at a technical skill or they enjoy something. It does not always make them a good business owner or a good CEO, CFO, COO type of person. They need people on their team who can help them with that. So your networking being your net worth ties in directly because in your networking, you should be finding people that you want to have on your team that can do the things that you're not good at, that can help you with things that you need help with. Because you don't want to be that 90% of businesses that fold in 10 years. That's not a goal I think anybody strives for while they're laying in bed at 2 in the morning wondering what their future holds. So when you surround yourself with the five people that you want to be like. You need to make sure they're actually who you want to be like. What does their family look like? What do their friendships look like? What kind of foundation are those built on? Are they built on partying and getting high and blowing money left and right? Are those the people you want to hang out with that you think are successful? Or... Are those the people you probably want to avoid because they're unpredictable? When you're choosing who you're going to have on your team, the five people you spend the most time with are part of that conversation. Your network is your net worth only if you actually know how to use it correctly. You get out what you put in. The five people you spend the most time with are the most important because if you don't respect certain life choices and certain decisions, why would you want to surround yourself with somebody who's going to influence you to do that? Garbage in, garbage out. You surround yourself with things and people that you enjoy that will make you better, not that will drag you down. And that means that you have to leave people behind. 
And that's the, the worst part about figuring out a path and walking that path to take care of your family, take care of your mental well-being is that you're going to leave people behind. And you can't avoid it. It's going to happen. You can love people in your family and not want to emulate them. You have to be discerning and you have to judge for yourself. It doesn't mean you have to hurt people's feelings, call them names, point fingers, but you have to be able to discern who's going to add value to your life. Do you want to hang out with people who are blowing coke up their nose every Friday to, to relax from their work week? Or do you want to work with people and, and spend your time with people who are a little bit more discerning and that maybe do yoga or exercise or whatever to cope? You have to be judgy. It's your life. It's your success. It's your future. It's your family's success and future. And you should treat it like that. Actions, decisions, they all have consequences. Inaction has consequences. Choosing not to go to that networking meeting because you're having a bad day. If there's no fire that needs to be put out immediately, go to the networking meeting. You'll probably feel better for it afterwards. But only if you're not there to be a taker. Makers and takers. You have to focus on being a maker. And it's going to take sacrifice. You're not going to reach your goals without having to make decisions to walk away from things you enjoy that you like spending time on. I love video games. Love them. I have to work a lot. I don't have time for them. So now I live vicariously through my 10-year-old. I watch him play sometimes. I will walk through the living room and he'll be playing the new Zelda game. And I think it's the coolest thing ever because it's like Minecraft meets Zelda and I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So I'll sit there and I'll watch for like 10 minutes while I'm getting a drink from the sink, eating my lunch, whatever. Don't take these things lightly. There are people in your life and your family that you care about that you're just going to have to leave behind. And they're going to look at you. Some of them are going to celebrate your success. But the people who aren't are going to cost you. And you need to make sure that you are to a point where you can separate yourself from that. Because those are the people who are going to hold you back. The same ones who are going to tear down your success and not celebrate with you, the ones who are going to be jealous and envious, are the ones who want you to drag them across the finish line. They're going to be the ones who expect stuff from you because now you're successful and you have money. They're going to be the ones who are telling you, you can't do that. You're crazy. Don't do that. Just work your W-2 until you retire. It's the same thing in how you choose who you hire to run your operations. You get 50% of scrubs and then some middle-of-the-road people that are okay, that are decent, that get the job done. And then you've got high performers that light it on fire all the time and want more. And when you look at, from 10,000 feet, objectively, how those people live their lives and choose to spend their time inside of work and outside of work, you start to see patterns of people who 
are successful and are not. So this show is about massively increasing your net operating income, but also how to help you increase the money you keep. And as a business owner, as a business leader, as an operator, as a functional, functional leader of any type of team, you need to be focused on making sure that the decisions you make, the company you keep, reflects who you want to be seen as and where you want to go. In any event, you, if you want to build a successful team and attract successful business partners, you need to start making decisions on where you're going to be and not worry about dragging people across the finish line. You cannot create success in someone else. You can only walk the path that you see for yourself in front of you to the best of your ability. And if people choose to do the work to follow you, then so be it. If they get left behind, then that's on them not on you, and you have to let that go. It is a lonely road. Now that I've depressed everybody on this wonderful Thursday, I'm going to wrap up the show, but I want to make sure that everybody knows they should be out doing networking events, doing personal development of some kind, reading books. It doesn't have to be a business book. If you want to build your vocabulary and become better at language and communication, you know what the billionaires of the world tell you to do? Read fiction. It doesn't matter what kind. Just read. Read fiction. Read fantasy, sci-fi, read Tom Clancy novels. Like It doesn't have to be something heavy all the time. But you get more out of reading a fiction book from a vocabulary and communication standpoint than you do from reading all these books on this shelf behind me. Let's be real. They're all business books. All of the stuff behind me is strategy and operations and understanding yourself and leadership stuff and development. And yeah, there's a lot of crap back there. But get better at what you're trying to do. Keep growing. Keep moving forward. Don't let people that you spend your time with drag you down. Look at where they are and determine if that's where you want to be. Look at how they live their lives. There's plenty of rich people out there who make a ton of money that are absolute shitbirds. They are scum of the earth. And I would not want to emulate them in any way, no matter how much money they had. You need to be discerning. You need to be judgy. This is your life, your success, your career, your business, your family's well-being, your generational wealth and your kids are going to exist in the example that you set sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad and it takes them 20 years to figure out hey this is not actually okay everybody has a path to walk and everybody has decisions to make and you just need to do it and if people get left behind you can't feel bad about that that's not on you you need to take care of yourself and your family above all else and not apologize. You also can't allow those people who drag you down to continue to do that. You need to 
find a way to separate yourself from the losers. Podcast at tcomethod.com. Give me whatever feedback you got. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Ring that bell. If you're listening on one of the every single platform that this podcast is published on, please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. You know, five stars would be great. Four stars is okay. Three stars, I'd rather have you send me an email and tell me I'm stupid. But if you want to leave me three stars, do that too. I want you to be honest. I'm just not going to be happy about it if I get one, two, or three stars. I said a lot of things in this particular podcast that's probably going to make a lot of people angry. So that's life, man. It is what it is. Thank you for listening. I want you to have a great weekend. Go do real estate. Go to a networking event. Make some friends. Shake some hands. Kiss some babies. Give value back. Don't be a taker. Be a maker. Your network is your net worth, only if you know how to use it. And the five people you surround yourself, you become, but only if you're willing to do the work. If they're dragging you with them, it's not going to go well and it's not going to last. And if you're dragging somebody with you, you need to cut the cord. See you next time.